0: coordinates found the outdoor parent podcast welcome to our continuation on our winter series i'm Jelaine, the host of the outdoor parent podcast and today we discuss winter clothing and proper layering techniques with amelia from tales of a mountain mama
1: I'm Amelia Meyer and I live in, actually in Grand Teton National Park outside of Jackson, Wyoming. Um, And I have um, five kids, my husband and I do, and um, they range in age from four to 12. And um, about 10 years ago now, I started a blog called Tales of a Mountain Mama, where I just help um, families get outside with tips and tricks and Um, we like to do some, lots of gear reviews and some giveaways and, um, it's been my baby for that long and it's evolved, um, a lot over the years. And so, um, now I have about 20 other outdoor moms who write for me and have perspectives from all over the country. And if, you're
0: someone who has not heard of this website. I highly recommend it. you have a website, and I believe you have a Facebook group as well, because I follow along for your tips in there too. So it is a wealth yep. of information. I highly recommend people check uh, check you out. So. Let's start with our topic then today. Our topic is about layering and you share so many good recommendations. So that's why I asked you here today. And you do have to battle some winter conditions where you live. So (laughs) let's start with the basics, like just super basics. What is layering and why should families be doing layering for their kids outdoors?
1: Sure, yeah, um, we definitely, I actually love winter maybe more than any other season. Um, And so we've kind of um, niched down like what we really need to do to keep our family warm and comfortable because that's what makes us have successful outdoor adventures um, in the winter. And today it's like two degrees and um, my kids don't even blink an eye. So um, I feel like uh, the layering is super, super important. So what it means essentially is that you have layers that keep you warm from the inside out. And that means that you have, um, we can go into detail in this in a little bit, but um, a, a warm layer next to your skin and then mid layers that um, you have more or less depending on the, what the weather conditions are at that time. And then an outer layer that keeps you um, protected from moisture and wind. Um, and those layers work together to um, keep you comfortable as conditions change or um, just on colder and less cold days.
0: Perfect. I think that gives everyone a good idea. I think most people understand the concept of layering, but honestly, if you are a new to the outdoors family, it, it might be something that's new to you. So I wanted to make sure we have the foundational principles laid out before we get in too deep. You mentioned how your kids are just so used to the elements now, and it it doesn't even phase them. Do you have any good stories on why layering has been super helpful on any of your adventures, or maybe just some experience with layering your kids that really saved the day?
1: I'm sure, yeah. I I mean, I feel like we do this on a daily basis, and that is send a, a, a message that we're perfect in any way of getting our kids outside. That's not true. We definitely have our share of meltdowns and our share of like, Oh, my feet are so cold. Mm-hmm. And then I pull their boots off. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know better than to wear cotton socks. Um, and I mean, that happens because we're juggling so much. And, um, but the idea is that we teaching our kids from a very young age, um, how to layer themselves too, so that they know the value. And yeah, when you wear those wool socks, And you do wear your base layers you're gonna be warmer than when you wear the cotton socks and cotton t-shirt and um, i've actually been this is a really common mistake is that people think well the more clothes i put on the warmer i'll be and that's actually not Mm -hmm. true because um, sometimes like for example cotton if it gets wet at all it's actually um, holds in the moisture and keeps you uh, cools you down and so um that just the fact that um, adding more like cotton socks or something, sometimes you put a bunch of socks Mm -hmm. on a kid and you put them in a boot and that cuts off their circulation. So they end up being colder. So being smart about layers is really, really important. Um, And then I guess as far as stories, um, I guess it's just, it's just a constant, (laughs) like, you know, well, my daughter, for example, is my planner and will be we were on a hike some one time and we weren't expecting to hike, but we did. And then it started raining and the rest of us like didn't have our layers. And she, she was like, well, I'm fine. She pulls out her backpack. She pulls out like a puffy coat, puts it on and puts on her raincoat. We're all looking at her like, and this, and she was like four. like <laughs> Whoa, like I guess we're something's getting through to you, you
0: know. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, teach them teach them young, right? But there's definitely the planners and not so much the planners in the yeah, family. Definitely. So yep. I, uh, I can all. see that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's go over each layer a little bit more in depth. I mean, there can be endless layers, honestly, but like you said, it was a really good point. More layers isn't always better. Typically, I think. I believe the general rule is three, but sometimes maybe four if there's a special type of elements or conditions. So let's start with the first layer. What is that layer for and what's the best materials uh, for that
1: first base layer? Sure. So I think the base layer is the most important. Um, People often ask, like, well, do I actually really need base layers for my babies? And the answer is yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, the reason is, is that's the layer that goes right next to your skin and it does the hardest jobs of keeping you regulated and keeping moisture off your skin, which is what makes us cold. So, um, especially, um, if you're moving and you're, um, you know, trying to regulate sweating or not sweating, but also just that initial, feel on your skin. So, um oh, I recommend um wool always. Um there's some people that are allergic to wool or they're just have more sensitive skin um and merino wool can be very very soft, mm-hmm. but um some people just prefer the feel of um a polypro layer, which is a a blend, more of a blend. Um and there is so many options out there now for kids and adults as far as brands and different materials and um th- there's It just depends on the person sometimes. Um, Our kids have both wool and polypro, and they use them um, sometimes together on really cold days, and sometimes like on their own, and often, honestly, um, in our home, they wear their wool base layers to sleep every single night. So, mm-hmm. um, the advantages to wool is that it's um, heat or temperature regulating in all temperatures. So, it can be worn in warm weather and regulate your body, um, just like it regulates for a sheep, and it can be worn in cold weather and helps just keep your temperature regulated in those temperatures. Also,
0: yes, we uh, we love wool too, and like you said, not everyone can wear it or I mean some people are highly just um textural sensitive so there are super soft ones like you said but it might take a little bit of digging and trail and error for your specific kid we love wool especially for like camping trips and like you said my kids love sleeping in wool so it's nice because you can just strip down to that base layer and it's it's basically kept itself clean. <laughs> they just sleep in yeah. it and then wake up in the morning and layer right over it. So you don't need to pack pajamas. And it's just really comfortable and convenient. And around the house, too. They'll, they'll just grab their wool to hang out in. And we love that you can go from warmer temperatures to super cold. So it's my favorite thing is that we need less clothes because of it.
1: <laughs> right. Because right. otherwise,
0: you're just lugging so much stuff, um, even on short trips.
1: Um, another one that is out there now more and more is um, bamboo, and bamboo is tends to be a little softer, um, and it's often blended with wool. And so that is another one to look at if you have a kid that's um, just really sensitive to that texture. Which I have a couple of them. And then the other thing to um, consider is everyone's like, oh, I don't want to deal with wool. Like wool is just hard to to wash and um, care for. Mm-hmm. And um, over the years now. Re- more recently, I have um, wool base layers that we wash and dry um, consistently like every week because it doesn't get stinky necessarily, but kids spill stuff mm-hmm. on it or something and um, with no issues. So just don't let that be a deterrent um, to using wool because it's a lot more user-friendly than it used to be.
0: That That is a good point. Yeah, because even if it is a little bit of a self-cleaning fiber we just get food on it honestly with right. kids <laughs> there's just right. you're like this is gross so um, <laughs> you've personally used the bamboo fibers how how does it um compare in warmth? do you feel
1: um i think it's comparable to wool it's usually like a little bit higher loft um the stuff that we've used um and it the um We've used it from Rima for kids, and it's just really soft, Um, but as far as warmth, I think it's it's similar to wool, maybe slightly warmer depending on the Mm -hmm. style, I mean there's just a lot of different factors there.
0: Layer 2, do you have any recommendations on what type of materials to look for or any standards that you want to shop for?
1: Sure. Yep. So layer two, I always say, is the layer that you can skimp on. Um, it is, you know, um, fleece down, um, just that um, like poly down blend, I guess, or or alternative. And um, so fleece, you can, you really can use anything. You know, you can go to the thrift store and you can get fleece pants or a fleece top and um, be just fine. Um, we like to use my kids and myself like to use fleece a lot. Um, and then on the colder days we do two mid layers, I guess with, um, fleece. And then on top of that, a down jacket or down pants. Um, they make really good ones for kids. And now I'm seeing more and more, um, come out for adults that are, um, like down pants that are stretchy too, which is awesome when you actually need to be able to move. Um, so I have not worn them myself, but I'm always tempted to splurge and just get that extra layer. Um, But um, like I said before, like for example, we, our family uses a lot of explore base layers, which are wool, and then on top of that, we'll put um, Shred Dog base layers, which are actually fleece, and they're just a little bit looser and um, higher loft um, fleece and put those over and then maybe like a thicker fleece and then down, and I'm talking about like 20 below days, um, and then our outer layer, so. Um, I think that it just has a little bit more wiggle room and then you can, um, modify that second layer, second, third layer, whatever it is, um, depending on what your temperatures are. And often that's what comes on and off more like throughout the day, if you're skiing or if you're, you know, snowshoeing or out moving and you need those on and off, that's something that's really easy to, um, to do if you need to.
0: So a quick question with that. Is there any elements or any guidelines where you would recommend fleece over down or down over fleece? Is there anything people should be considering before they're putting on that fleece layer or down or both? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good question. Well, um, and, um, in wetter conditions, Um, you know, down is more fragile and just won't keep you warm if it gets wet. Um, And so that's a better thing to definitely have if you have, you know, a shell or something over it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, you know, for us, the other thing is weight to consider. So sometimes if we're really moving a lot, um, fleece, can get heavy if you have multiple layers of that, so that's something to consider is just the weight. Um, and then in general, the down stuff will be warmer than fleece. So if you know you're like it's going to be a really cold day, put that base layer on, put a like a fleece, a lighter fleece, and then put your down just to keep um, keep yourself warm. Um, but um, in general, they're both they're both good, and sometimes it's just. Honestly, as parents, what you can afford, what you can find, and, um, you know, just you don't need to go spend thousands of dollars on your kids to keep them warm and happy outside.
0: So basically, I mean, if, you, if you're if you being super picky and, and have both options, you look at the weights, you look at the, if you're going to be getting wet, and then um, just ease of on and off yep. too. So it just helps narrow it down a little bit. But yeah, like you said, I like that there's a layer you can skimp on a little bit and just any old fleece will do the job if that's all you have so you mentioned the shell layer so our our probably final layer what would be uh some specifics to look for in a shell layer
1: sure so um shells are also super important um as far as just keeping like the elements out so everything else we've talked about is to keep your heat um regulated in in Near your body, and from like I said, the inside out, and then the outer layer just kind of packages it all together. And so, um, a shell, depending on um, where you are and you know how much warmth you need, sometimes a shell is insulated and sometimes it's not. Um, But if you're in any sort of moisture at all, you need to make sure it's waterproof and it's going to keep the wind at bay. So, um, and that's a jacket, um, it's snow pants, it's rain pants. Um, it's bibs. Um, but it's definitely something that you're looking for. That's definitely going to be waterproof. Um, and it's going to be durable, especially when these kids are just playing really hard outside and they're on their knees and they're on their bums, you know, sliding that you want something that's going to not fall apart. Um, so, and there's definitely gear that's great and gear that's just not worth the money, quite honestly, because it just breaks down so quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of that armor layer and it's gonna hit everything your kids are hitting which is yeah sticks rocks sand snow all of that (laughs) all of that fun stuff all right so that gives us a real good idea of things to look for for those one through four layers what about some accessory layering like hats mittens um scarves things like that what what are some things we should look for in accessories?
1: Yeah, and those extremities are super important to keep covered because you know you're always going to hear, Well, my feet are cold, my hands are cold, and that's what kind of spirals kids down so fast, um, and ourselves too. But, um, so layering for, um, let's start with like the head. Um, so a good hat um, on really cold days, we will double up hats, um, something like a like a wool, um, more like skull cap that's gonna be right close to their head. And then on top of that, something that's gonna just be more wind or or moisture proof. Um, And like with ear flaps that go over your ears under your chin seem to be the best. Um, Or um, uh, for for a bottom layer or layer one would be a balaclava that can go under helmets or um, just cover, you know, as much of the face as possible. Um, and then as far as hands and feet, um, feet, always, always wool socks. Um, I, I, I just can't stress it enough how big of a difference it is to go from cotton socks that your feet sweat a little bit and you're suddenly really cold versus, um, wool socks that don't need to be super thick. They need to just fit your foot well, um, which is sometimes hard with kids, but they are out there. They do exist. And, um, If they're um, loose, then they don't necessarily keep your foot as warm. So that's something to consider. Um, And then um, mittens or gloves, you know, just that um, something that will keep those fingers warm. You know, for the little kids, I know a lot of people are like, well, my kid needs gloves so they can move easier, which I understand, but there's also a trade-off as as far as warmth. Um, And so um, finding that trade-off often will put you know, little layering gloves underneath wool ones if needed, um, but we found some really good ones that we haven't needed to do that a ton. Um, and then um, as far as boots, um, you know, you want you keep your foot dry, and um, I think the biggest mistake with boots, specifically like neoprene boots, like or or something else like that, is that if they're too small on a kid's foot, then the um, or an adult's foot the um, they can't um, um, circulate temperature and so they actually keep your feet, foot cold, colder. So pairing a really thick sock with a neoprene boot doesn't always keep you warmer just because that foot can't circulate. so that's just something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, for our personal experience, we I mean my kids like gloves a little bit better than mittens too i think like most kids but i think we finally crossed the point where they're okay wearing mittens as opposed to gloves because it's just so much more comfortable so maybe give your kid a little bit of time to get used to a, a mitten instead of a glove because it it does feel a little um a little less active you can't do as as much but they might get used to it we pretty much wear all mittens all year round now and, and they survive. <laughs> they're, they're good with it. Their yeah. fingers are a lot warmer and waterproofness. It was the big one for our both gloves and mittens. I think we finally zeroed in on the, the Remo ones for us this year mm-hmm. because they're sticking their hands and everything. And then yeah. it didn't matter how warm the glove was if it's sopping wet. Uh, so we specifically needed highly waterproof things for their hands. Um, but the, the thing yeah. you mentioned with the boots too, that is a really good point. I you know how they grow, but you, their feet are shoved into these boots and it's hard because it's a seasonal thing usually. And yeah, that is the worst thing. I didn't know that uh, a couple years ago, but people are like that, that even having that air insulation, a little bit of space in the boot is so much better.
1: And then another thing with gloves, you know, my kids Nordic ski. And so I I have some boys that run really hot and they're just so active. Their metabolism is just going crazy. So they really do benefit from gloves, but they need that waterproofness. And, um, and then, you know, we have boot dryers and glove dryers that are running all winter long. And we just make sure that when we come home that they get put on those dryers and they are definitely getting dry from the inside out because it just prevents mildew and make sure that when they go out again, you know, that they're dry and ready to go.
0: So glad you brought it up. We have a boot dryer that, yeah, pretty much goes nonstop. And I don't know why we waited so long to buy one because it will
1: save your sanity in the winter. So highly recommend that as well. <laughs> and they're kind of annoying. We trip over them all winter, like they're in our hallway, but um, maybe someday we'd have a better system, but they are, um, they are worth, sometimes it's just, even just hanging your mittens and gloves overnight just doesn't do it. They need that mm-hmm. extra air pushed through, especially if you're really sweating or something in those gloves or mittens.
0: Yeah, they're not the prettiest things. Um, I even looked at the commercial ones because they are like so fancy and nice, but maybe someday. <laughs> Those right, look right. amazing. Oh, and I was going to share one quick story, because my kids Nordic ski too, and we were at a cross-country ski race, and the first day, my son was like, oh, my feet were just really cold. Like, oh, they haven't been cold at all the other races, so I'm like, what were you wearing? He was wearing cotton socks. like, what are you doing? So the (laughs) next day was the exact same temperature. I made sure he had his full socks, and then I asked him afterwards, "How are your feet? Oh, they were really warm. They were great." So we ran into that this last week. Your exact example there.
1: And the interesting thing is, is I can't remember how old your kids are, but you know, they start hitting that like eleven or twelve, and Mm -hmm. their little hormones go crazy, and their brains are like just not thinking through things quite as well as they used to, and so. I don't care how old they are. I mean, I think a quick check from a parent is a good idea um, so that you don't get yourself out there. And um, I have a kid that just will not he, like, hates space layers, and so he'll put a cotton T-shirt on, and he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And most of the time he is, but some conditions and sometimes the things we're doing, you know, if we're going out, we're going to be on a sleigh ride or something here in the Elk Refuge and we'll be there all day. Like, you cannot wear a T-shirt, you know. Like, you will be cold. And so just making sure we're continuing to parent and guide our kids through that is really important, I think.
0: You touched on a little bit. Your kids can run hot, and they're doing active sports. Are there special tips for for sports like skiing, fat tire, biking, um, that you haven't mentioned yet that people can be aware of when their kids are really exerting a high level? I think the only
1: thing I would say is that spending the money, um, on some good base layers really does make a difference as far as, um, those, that wicking property. So, um, You know, usually we're fine unless we're sweating and then stopping. And that can be, it can actually be deadly depending on where you're at, you know, what kind of situation you're in. And which is not the kind of situation that most families are in when we're outside with our kids. But you know, teaching that to, from a young age. And so, um, I think the beauty of layers is that you can take off and put on as needed. And so, um, you know, we almost never go anywhere without somebody wearing a backpack with extra layers if needed in there. Um, and, um, they've come in handy and saved our, saved our, our sanity really on not our, not our total lives, but saved our sanity as far as keeping people um, warm and happy and dry. And, um, you know, we were going to talk a little bit about babies, but um, just keeping in mind that these babies, too, if they, you know, have a diaper, issue or they you know they get their back gets wet because their diaper leaks or something like being able to give them a quick change and get them in dry clothes and stuff makes a huge difference as far as their comfort too um and um but having if they're wearing base layers or or wool or something that's next to their skin and going to wick that away you're going to be much better off than putting them in a like a onesie tee and then wool on top that will always goes right next to skin
0: is there anything else special with babies, um, infants, that you would recommend parents look into uh, for layering besides the the base layer and keeping them um, dry, like you mentioned?
1: I think the um, other thing to keep in mind is wool socks for babies are worth it. Um, they're a little bit ridiculous sometimes, but they, um, they really do keep their feet warmer. And then I always... A good rule of thumb is to have one more layer on your baby than you are wearing. Um, And then I always loved wearing my babies myself, like on me, and then they would be regulated by my temperature. So I would usually put them in base layers, put them in a carrier right next to me, and then over both of us, I would put those extra um, two and three number layers And, um, I use something called make my belly fit often, which is a zip in panel that goes into jackets, um, which allows it, you know, a jacket to go around both of you. Um, and that just makes it so that they're not going to sweat by having too many layers on, but you can still tell, you know, like, oh, my baby's getting really hot or I can feel my baby's cold, um, without having to, you know, completely pull them out and change too much. You can just add more layers to yourself too.
0: I know some people who use the zip-in panels, and I wish I would have known about that when my kids were little. Because I did do baby wearing, but I didn't. I didn't know that existed. They look amazing. I've only heard good things about them. But also the added bonus of wearing your baby close under those layers is you have a little bit of a heater there too. You're sharing that right, warmth, exactly. and it's a, yep. a built-in, built-in little warmer.
1: I guess the only danger in that is over dressing your baby but so that just those base layers usually are enough you know if you have the other layers on top of you so but you'll know you're a mom you know what your baby like needs and how they feel and i think the biggest um just thing to gain confidence is more practice and just doing it more often and um, to gain confidence for both you and your kids and um, make it seem like it's not such a big deal after a while because it can be overwhelming at first
0: Yes, it can be. And a lot of people opt out to not bring their babies outside just because they're worried or afraid. And that's, that's not a good thing either. So you just, you follow your instincts and yeah, just have a little bit extra in case, but you just watch it and don't, don't let it stop you from getting outside.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Somebody told me when I first became a mom, the best thing they ever told me is kids are so resilient. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I remember, you know, as a new parent, you think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess this up or I'm going to do it all wrong. And, um, the babies are so resilient and they, um, you know, you're, you're smart about it and you're putting some effort into keeping them warm and safe, of course. But, um, in general, they're a lot more, um, able to handle it than we give them credit for, I think.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Let's go over packing layers on like a day trip or a camping trip. Say you have a bunch of kids and you want to bring all these layers, but you're worried about them stripping them off and you're carrying a whole big bundle of layers. Do you have any tips for parents on getting all these layers on their kids and traveling with them? Do each kid, should each kid carry a backpack or what are your recommendations on that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think teaching kids ownership over their own gear from a young age is a really good idea. You know, obviously your four or five-year-old's not going to be carrying their heavy gear if they end up shedding that on a hike or something, but, you know, we always encourage backpacks and teaching them how to pack for those layers, and so they know what's in their pack. You know, they have their snacks, they have their water, they have their extra layers, um, and then as parents, my husband and I always carry a pack that ends up full of everybody's layers anyway, but... um if I was really organized, which sometimes I am in the beginning of a camping trip, um, I like to use those packing cubes that are super lightweight um, and they don't really take up any room or space. But and keeping things sorted that way so I can tell, like, okay, here's quickly all the base layers, or I'll do it by kid, you know, they're um, all their things are in this one color, um, and that helps us um, when we're trying to keep things organized. Um, that said, our um, we don't have a very big home, and um, our issue is gear space and just keeping, um, keeping it organized, and keeping it accessible, and not spending all of our adventure time trying to find our gear. So that's it's important, I think, to just take the time and um, get a system that works for your family, and teach everyone that system, and and hold them to it, so that it's something that you. You know, you're not like looking for those base layers when you wanna go when you could be out the door and they're in the laundry still or something, which still happens in our house. But we try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, it's gonna happen. So do you do you have any organizing tips at home? Is there something that's working for you uh right now? I we don't have a big house either. And we just got um, over the door hangers that I'm putting all of their wool layers and base layers in. So that was a, a step up from us from just putting them in the drawers so now they oh, can find them idea. they can find them really easy it's working well so far um, cuz i was losing my mind just with piles of clothes and i'm like where is the one base layer that i need <laughs> but yes anyway anyways is there anything that is working for you at your home
1: um, you know we use an over the door hanger for shoes and we use it um, as like a drying rack. We have one that's like a wire, one that hangs on the side of our um, our dryer. And so that gives a little bit of heat from the dryer and um, dries them that way. And then the other thing we do is that everybody has a like a plastic bin that we just got at Walmart or something that has holes in it so it breathes. Um, and, um, they're on our, we have a, just a shelf in our mudroom and everyone has their bins and in the winter they're full of hats and gloves and whatever else their kids put in there that I always find special trinkets in there, whatever. But, um, (laughs) and in the summer we switch it out and that's where their, um, sun hats go and their uh, lighter mittens when we're, cause we're in the mountains and, you know, temperatures can fluctuate all summer long too. Um, but then they just know that's where their gear is. And then, um we also we just have hooks. so it's really simple, but I think, like again, just keeping like making it accessible for kids, so it's so easy as moms and dads to like just try to do everything for our kids because it's easier to keep everything organized, and teaching them to just know where their gear is, how to handle it, how to put it away is so huge as far as um, just keeping everyone just from going crazy, really.
0: <laughs> it's a good life skill. Basically, these yeah, kids, definitely. kids need to learn to take care of their own stuff and they do, they become proud and like this is a reoccurring theme from all the people that I've been interviewing. <laughs> the more kids have that sense of ownership, like you mentioned earlier, the better every outdoor activity is. So yeah, I, I love that having a space where maybe a bin of their own things, they can reach everything, having hooks where they can reach it and then yeah, telling them to take care of it and you can just supervise instead of doing all of the uh, all of the manual labor which might still happen
1: (laughs) but yeah no but it's um and that's one of the beauties of an outdoor life is that it's teaching those life lessons just on its own and that organization and being prepared is a really big one so teaching that from the from the time you're at home as you go out is really important
0: You mentioned one of your kids hates wearing base layers. Uh, And I know a lot of kids have a really hard time layering in general. They just want to run outside and be free and all that jazz. Do you you have any tips for getting out the door without a meltdown? Because I know it's going to happen at some points, but I'm sure you've been through a lot of them. (laughs) So is there any experiences that has helped you get the kids layered up properly?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I, I don't know if I have any perfect answers, but um, when we're going to go and have a ski day, for example, we try to lay out everything the night before so they can kind of see what they're going to be wearing and so they're ready for it, I guess. Um, and then a lot of um, positive peer, peer pressure maybe in our family, but the older kids help the younger ones um, and they know what they need and they can like find those things. And then... Um, you know, I think it's worth the effort to find base layers that your kids will wear and that they're comfortable in. And, um, that's taken a little bit more for some of my kids than others. But, um, you know, if you have a kid that's like, like my son that will just, he just wants to wear cotton t-shirts. If I can get him a soft wool t-shirt, at least he has that wicking versus the cotton and, um, I always have them just try it on and I'm like, do you like this? Do you like this? But again, that bamboo and just going for a different material and trying them um, is a is a good option for sure.
0: Why don't we go into talking about keeping layers affordable? We'll circle back on what we were talking about when we were going through layers one through four earlier. Is there any tips on making it? Uh, accessible for all families. Are there any downsides to certain cheaply made products that you really want to be aware of?
1: Sure. I guess the big, you know, the big thing to keep in mind is, like I said, stay away from cotton. Um, Just if you're going to put something on your kid, a cotton sweatshirt is going to be a lot less effective than a fleece sweatshirt. Um, You know, thrift stores, fleece is so easy to find in um, thrift stores. Um, and um, you know um, on Facebook there's a lot of groups that are resale um, with kids gear in particular now Um, and um, going into consignment shops for outdoor gear is also another great place to look Um, this is a really good time to be buying winter gear for next year um, because this is when even though we're still deep in winter here all the brands are going on sale Um, if, if you don't mind me saying, on my site, I do have coupon codes often for um, a lot of different brands, so I'm happy to share that link if your um, listeners would want to know those.
0: Yes, I will definitely share um, the links in, in the podcast notes, and I have personally used some of your codes. I am happy to share them. Thank you for mentioning that.
1: Yeah, so just planning ahead for the season ahead um, and um, really putting money into like base layers that will last taking care of them um and then um the shell making sure you just have something that's waterproof um for us we we use rima a lot and um explore which is a jackson brand here in jackson which is base layers and then um shred dog which makes the only shell I know of for kids that has pit zips, so it's easy to open up and just get some extra um, ventilation if needed, and that's fully waterproof. And um, all those three are on sale right now, and I have coupon codes for all those three, so I'm happy to share those. But um, just a little planning ahead goes a long way. You know, you can go to Walmart or something and get some outer layers, but what happens, unfortunately, is a lot of times they they last a little time and then you just have a wet, um, miserable kid and um, there, there's just some good budget ones that are better. Um, I also am happy to share there's a link on our site that's just about how to find the best um, de- deals on gear um, and a lot of different links here, there so I can share that with you also.
0: Look For the deals, like you're mentioning, you really can... You can, you can make it work for most families anyway. Yep. And sometimes yep. there's going to be, if you know an active family, sometimes they're getting rid of their clothes. They, the better brands last through a couple kids usually. So yes, it's worth talking definitely. to other families and say, you know, when you're done with this, I'll buy it off of you. And a lot of families would be happy to just give it to you to get some more life out of it. Uh, But yeah, there's definitely options. If you look into used gear and sales and sharing gear between families, I think almost everyone can find a way to, to get a little bit nicer stuff.
1: Yep. And then also like there's brands now doing this, um, shred dog, um, is one of them. There's a couple others that have, um, length um on their sleeves and their like cuffs that can go in and out so a lot of brands have it you can lengthen them so you but you cut them and then it's really hard to put them back for like the next kid so um that's one thing i really love about that brand shred dog is you can grow um, or buy bigger cinch them down and then let them grow out as they get bigger and for sure, um, ours have gone through, like you said, those brands that are you're paying that little extra money for, but they go through multiple kids. Um, it really is worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's genius. I'm going to have to look into that brand a little bit more because we, we've we had some extenders. I typically just buy big winter stuff, right. and I know right. a lot of kids don't want to wear super big stuff, but I mean, my one son's been wearing the same snowsuit for, I think three years now yeah, and it, it's awesome. it's it still works. It's still great. And so once you divide that for a lot of companies, if you're buying one every year, you're really saving money if you get the little bit better brand. So
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, do you have any closing thoughts? Anything else you would like to mention on layering before we clock
1: out? Care of special fabrics. I just have to, like I said, throw out there that you always Look into the brands to figure out what they recommend, but um, there is so much gear out there that's so easy. I don't have the time or patience to let everything air dry. So um, if it can go through the washer and dryer, then sold. You know. <laughs> so I think that's something just to um, keep in mind.
0: Yes, yes, we've we do have some nicer wool sweaters, and we love them, but they have to be air dried, and I end up using them less often because of that fact. We're yep weaning ourselves off of some of the more special care fabrics and yet it's so nice that there's wool that you can really just throw in the washing machine and and it's fine <laughs> so yeah
1: absolutely And then one last thing is that just a plug for our Facebook group, which is called Outdoor Family Chat, um, and we can share a link, but it's a great place to just, when you have questions, there's never a question that shouldn't be asked, that I think that just um, getting to educate yourself through a community is so important because sometimes we think like, well, everyone else knows it and I don't, which is never the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a great place to ask questions and get answers. Yes. And
0: you personally, I've seen you be very active on there and helping people, but the community there is great. No one is looking down on you or condescending. Everyone's very kind and just wants to get the families outside. So I, I second that. And let's just wrap up with how can everyone find you? We've mentioned it before, but if you want to re-mention the Facebook page and your website and how people can follow all the great information you're putting out there.
1: Sure. Um so the website is talesofamountainmama.com. And, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's mountain mama Tales. M T N M A M A T A L E S. Um, you can find me that way. And then, um, we have a newsletter that goes out weekly or sometimes multiple times a week. And that's really the best way to get information without having to go, um, against the the algorithm of social media. Um, and so signing up for that on the website. Um, and then when you do that, you get a link for that, um, Facebook group too. So that's a a great place to find us. And um, you can always email me. Um, I'm happy to answer questions. And um, I'm, I'm here just to help other families because I had so many families help me in the process. And I'd love to just pass it on.
0: Well, thank you so much for all you do. And an extra thank you for sitting down and talking to us about layers. And yeah, I hope everyone finds you and takes advantage of all the resources you have out there. So thanks again for everything. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to check out Amelia's extra information in the show notes.